All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new podcast that I'm calling Preparing to Plant. This is a podcast for the Clover, Clover Hill Church Plant coming out of River Oaks Community Church in Maryville, Tennessee. My name is Mitchell Slater. I am one of the pastors at River Oaks, and I am preparing to um, lead the church plant over on the other side of town that we're calling River Oaks Clover Hill. So one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast is I want to help us as those going to plant this new church, to start this new work. I want us to be thinking in the same direction. I want us to have our hearts and our minds aligned together, being informed from the Word of God, having the same vision for what we want to see uh, accomplished in this new fellowship. So uh, this podcast is going to be periodic. Um, I'll post them um, somewhat regularly. They're just going to be one take, off the cuff. Uh, My thoughts about church planning will be short and Sweet, and if you know me, you know it's in my blood to do exposition, so I can't get away from it. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through uh, a book of the Bible, and we will be um, aiming at application for planting a church. So we'll be going through Paul's second letter to Timothy. We'll be going through 2 Timothy, and I'll tell you a little bit why I chose that in just a few minutes. But First, a little background. This is the Apostle Paul. He's writing to his protege in ministry, Timothy. Paul is in prison, and he's not getting out this time. Uh, he knows that the end of his life is quickly approaching, and so he writes one final letter to his son in the faith, his dear friend, his co-worker in the gospel, Timothy. I heard one person describe this letter once as being tear-stained. It is a very emotional letter as Paul pins his final words in this life, his final words to this dear friend. So we'll just take a few verses of 2 Timothy each time, just a chunk of 2 Timothy. And for this podcast, we'll be looking at the first seven verses. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1-7, through seven, I'll read them for us now. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So why... Second Timothy, why now, as we're preparing to plant, do I want us to walk through this book together? Well, if you're going to go on a journey, you need to know the destination, right? If you're going to get in the car and take off on a road trip, you need to know where you're going. And the book of Second Timothy helps us with that. As we begin, we want to have the end in mind. Again, this is the end of Paul's life. It's the end of his 
ministry. So we don't want to get so caught up on these early details of planting a church that we miss the big picture. We miss where we are going. Because for me, I don't want to plant this church and just be thinking about the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years. Really, what's been coming to my mind is this concept that I've been thinking through that I call a 222 vision. What I mean by that is I want to start off not thinking about the next year or even the next 20 years. I want to think about the next 200 years after all of us are gone, when our grandkids and great-grandkids are, by God's grace, being faithful Christians right here in Blount County. I want to have that vision. What, what do we want to see accomplished in 200 years? What kind of foundation can we build to help the coming generations? What's that long-term vision? That will shape the next 20 years. What, can, what do we want to see accomplished over the next 20 years as we're planting churches in Blunt County? And then that's going to shape how we make decisions over the next two years, right? Again, at the very beginning. So I want to start off thinking, okay, what will matter long after we're all gone in 200 years? Okay, I'm going to let that shape my planning for the next two years. So that's for me why 2 Timothy is so important. It's so important because it helps us know what's important at the end. What is the goal? What is the destination of our journey? What's the goal of our mission? And a vision that I've been really thinking about for a church is this is what I want to see throughout Blount County is every disciple making disciples, every leader developing leaders, and every church planting churches. There's a lot of things that a church can do, a lot of programs a church can have, but it doesn't get more important than that. Disciples multiplying disciples, leaders multiplying leaders, churches multiplying churches. That's how we're going to see Blunt County filled with gospel-preaching, disciple-making churches 200 years from now. So we see this kind of legacy-building mindset, this long-term vision, right here in these first seven verses of Second Timothy. You see Paul and Timothy. Again, they have a close relationship. Paul is remembering him in his prayers night and day. He remembers his tears. He longs to see him so he could be filled with joy. But as we'll see throughout this letter, Paul is really handing off his apostolic ministry to Timothy. He is giving him the responsibilities of continuing the work of the gospel once Paul is gone. So he's thinking long-term. He's thinking beyond his own life, his own ministry. That's what we want to be doing as well. Again, that's the vision that we want to have. But we also see this with a family legacy. right? Paul doesn't really take credit for Timothy as his disciple. He gives the credit to his mom and his grandma. He says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure dwells in you as well. So again, we want to be thinking about the next generation. We want to be thinking about our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids and our great-great-great-grandkids. We want to be passing on the faith to them. These are the things that matter. There's all kinds of, of things that might be good for us to do as a church, but what are the things that are going to last? 
I often don't think about um, think about what we do as a church or assess or analyze what we do in terms of is it good or is it bad. If it's bad, we're not going to do it. But I think of it in terms of good, better, or best. There's a lot of good things that we can be doing, but what are the best things that we can be doing? What are the things of excellence that we should be doing that will actually matter 200 years from now? So, Again, we want to be thinking about legacy. We want to be pouring into new disciples, pouring into new leaders, pouring into our kids, raising up a next generation of Christians who are more faithful and more passionate than we are. And that's how we're going to ultimately be able to not just plant this church, but plant many more churches by God's grace throughout East Tennessee. So that is just the beautiful picture that we see here. Now, one very practical uh, step that we can take from this passage is what we see in verse 6. For this reason, Paul says, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. We know from the rest of Scripture, from 1 Corinthians, from Romans, that every Christian has a spiritual gift, that the Spirit gives gifts to each member of the body so that it can build up the body as a whole. And he's saying... Timothy, you have a gift of God to use in the church for the mission of the gospel. Use it. But he also says, fan it into flame. So we can actually develop our spiritual gifts. We can grow in them. If they are just like embers, we can fan them into flame. So here's the thought. At River Oaks Clover Hill... As in any church planning situation, this is all hands on deck. We can't have anyone as passive participants, as spectators on the sideline. That's not what we need. Now, of course, that's true in every church, but it's especially true in a new church plant. So we need all hands on deck. We need the spiritual gifts of every single Christian in use. So, This is an important time for you to be thinking, what gift has God given you? How can you be using that at Clover Hill? How are you going to serve the body, build up the church, advance the Great Commission? We each have a part to play. We don't all do it all. We have a lot of different gifts. We have various giftings that the Spirit gives us. We're not all the same. So it takes all of us. So, Think about that for yourself. Pray about that. Ask the Lord to show you where you can serve. Maybe you haven't been serving much at River Oaks. This is the time. This is the time to jump in. And it's time to fan that into flame. If there's a certain ministry that you want to start serving with at the church plant and you're not currently serving there, go ahead and start. Reach out to that leader. Ask them to teach you so you can go ahead and get trained and equipped and prepared to start serving in that way at the church plant. We all need to hear this message to fan into flame the gift of God so that we can serve this new work. So, again, I told you these would be short and sweet. So, that's it for this podcast. Uh, We'll talk about verse 7 more next time. And in that next podcast, we'll be looking at verses 8 through 14 of 2 Timothy chapter 1. So until next time, may the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God 
and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.